Hello, and welcome to the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur podcast. This is the podcast that teaches entrepreneurs how to start, grow, and sustain their businesses while handling all the emotional challenges life throws at them like a boss. Here's your host, Nancy Mensa, business and life coach, international speaker, and the founder of Triumphant Women Nonprofit Organization. Hey, hey, ladies. Well, welcome to another episode of the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. I am your host, Nancy Mensa. And I think you are really going to love our guest for today because she may very well help you find your future mate. I am truly, truly, truly honored and excited to have her. So please welcome to the show, Ms. Brittany Barreto. Hi, Nancy. Thanks for having me. No problem, Brittany. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the show. Now, before we go into it, let me tell you a little bit about Brittany. This lady does so many things. She wears so many hats. And so... I will try my best to even pronounce some of the big vocabulary words in her bio. So Brittany is the co-founder and the lead uh, <laughs> at Ceremore, and Ceremore merges uh, genomics with uh, cyber footprints to create truly personalized products, the first being a dating app. So Ceremore has received international attention as a hot new startup to follow. Uh, Brittany is also a co-founding uh, a fund member and holds a chairwoman position on the board of Cooper's Crossroad. And now Cooper's Crossroad, is the, the mission is to melt the myth of early childhood trauma by promoting awareness and providing resources for treatment. So please, once again, help me welcome to the show, Ms. Brittany Barreto. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about my uh, experience in entrepreneurship. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I really enjoy the topic for today because I I don't think I've even heard or seen anyone doing uh, a dating app in the way that your organization is doing it and also just the other nonprofit organizations that you're part of. So even before we go into uh, talking about this, tell me how all of this got started. I know you were a scientist and then you became an entrepreneur. So tell me how everything unfolded. Yeah, so I was going to undergrad uh, college at Drew University in New Jersey, and I was studying biology, and I thought I wanted to do research, uh, specifically anything with DNA, and I graduated from Drew, came down to Houston for my PhD in genetics at Baylor College of Medicine, Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, I realized that, you know, I was a very different scientist. I kind of already knew that back in New Jersey, but I definitely knew it here when I was doing my doctorate that... I just had way too much personality compared to my science peers, and mm-hmm. uh, I had too much energy to just do laboratory <laughs> experiments the rest of my career. So I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I took a few entrepreneurship courses um, thinking I might get a job in biotech, and mm-hmm. uh, lo and behold, I, I could go into the details, but one day it just kind of happened that I was like, maybe I'm the entrepreneur. I don't have to work for one. I, I am the one. And uh, yes. I had, yeah, so I had this idea for a genetic-based dating app. Um, I pitched it at an accelerator program, got accepted, uh, went through the program, found a co-founder, and uh, we've been doing it now for a year and a half. Graduated, and now I'm the, you know, paying myself as the CEO of my company and started. Oh, wow. I really love that. I mean, that is such a great story. So, you were going, I guess, the the route that it looked like the scientist should go, but something in you and who you truly are, the essence of you, you just thought, this is really not me. I'm not, I, I cannot be stuck in a lab. 
and and a lot of people that I meet or a lot of people that I talk to sometimes they get stuck in that mindset of thinking well this is what I went to school for this is what I'm mm-hmm. doing so I have to stick here and I have to stay here and they get bust down in this box without really breaking out of that box and it sometimes it takes them so many years to really realize who they truly are and and start pursuing their passion and I'm so excited that you know you you found this out, you know, I want to say kind of early on so you can really start pursuing what you're actually passionate about. Another thing that I really like, you said that you, when, when you decided that what you wanted to do, you decided to pitch your idea and you got support. Yeah, yeah. So there is actually a lot of resources in Houston for entrepreneurship, specifically mm-hmm. in the medical center. And so there was a mini accelerator program where every year they accept for ideas, ideas wow. that originate from medical doctors or mm-hmm. scientists, because medical doctors and scientists, we've taken biology our whole life, organic <laughs> chemistry, you know, <laughs> physiology, anatomy. Uh, and so we know what are the problems in the laboratory or what are the problems in the ER, and we even have ideas on how to fix it, but we've never taken accounting in our lives. We have no mm-hmm. idea who Mr. EBITDA is. We have no <laughs> idea of any of those things, and so... Uh, forming a company, uh, we we just don't know how to do that. So there's these resources for scientists and doctors that have ideas on how do you start a company because, you know, we're smart individuals. We just have no background in business. So mm-hmm. um, I capitalized on those resources. Uh, and, you know, it, what was really great was that they really were accommodating to people who had a full-time job or were yeah. full-time students like I was. So they were evening courses and weekend courses. And so, you know, I just, I I busted my butt, like, you know, going to school full time and trying to pursue this side hustle and it it paid (laughs) off in the long run. Wow. Wow. That is so awesome. And, And you know what? A lot of entrepreneurs, when they get started, sometimes they have the wrong idea that because I'm smart and because I know something, then everything should fall into place. And so, and I'm glad you said what you said because you really have to capitalize on your available resources. You don't know Mm -hmm. everything. We all know that we do not know everything. I can tell you right now that science was never my strongest subject. I I don't don't want to tell you how many times I took chemistry in college. (laughs) You know, but science was never my strongest subject. But at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, whatever you find yourself um, or you find weaknesses in, you have to find someone or an organization that has the strength that you're looking for and start building on that. You can't just go one direction and think that everything will work out like that, you know. So I'm glad that one, Mm -hmm. there are so many resources available, but you have to seek them out. You know, you didn't just sit there and and, and depend on your smart alone, but you had to actually do the work and, like you said, bust your butt and go out there and do the work and and get help from all these resources. And, ladies, as you're listening to this, you know, let this be a lesson to you. Just because you have a great idea doesn't mean everything will fall into your lap. You have to bust your butt and you have to do the work. And now, because... Uh, Brittany did her work, like as as you mentioned, you are not a CEO of your own company that is paying you. It takes so many Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs so many years to even get to a level where the business can pay them. So um, I know you talked about the resources that you use, but how did you even get to, uh, from launching the app, how did you get to the level where the company can now pay you? 
Yeah, so uh, we actually rose investor capital. So mm-hmm. we rose two rounds of funding, a pre-seed round and a seed round. Um, mm-hmm. Again, any ladies listening, if you don't know what that means, uh, it's okay, neither did I. <laughs> and <laughs> there are plenty of really good resources, uh, books, you know, networking events, courses online, YouTube channels to figure out what all of this means. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know any of this when I started. So, uh, <laughs> so went into it, uh, pitched to Angel Investor Group. And so we mm-hmm. wrote two rounds of funding via Angel Group. So wow. right now, uh, Fairmore is not in profit. We are mm-hmm. still in our more of an MVP stage where we are, you know, we did a soft launch here in Houston. The mm-hmm. dating app is actually geo lock to only Houston. So if you're outside of Houston, if you download the app, make a profile. (laughs) I know. No, but don't worry. Don't worry. Very soon. uh, Actually, (laughs) two weeks, we're launching regionally. So all uh, all the way out to Austin, you'll be able to download and use the app. And then hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be nationwide. So don't worry. You can download it soon. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so what all that is to say is um, we're not profitable yet, but the reason we, you know, have eight employees and I can pay myself and we were able to build an app is because we rose capital from angel Mm. investors. Awesome. Wow. Okay. So that is another avenue, ladies, that you can use to build capital for your organization. You don't have to go it alone. You don't always Mm -hmm. have to empty out your bank account (laughs) Mm -hmm. because the bills will always keep coming. But when you feel like you have a great idea, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You know, Brittany, I'm sure when you and your family members even thought about this idea, you had no idea how far this was going to go. You know, you had no idea that within two years you're going to be, you know, regional. And I'm so excited about that. I really think this is such a great idea. And so many people should definitely, if you're out there and you're looking for the significant other, oh, you know, just Nice people today, I think this is an app for you. This is what you mm-hmm. need to get your hands on. I really believe in that because it doesn't, it's not, it's very, very different from any dating app out there. This is special. This is something completely different that I think will definitely change, you know, the dating scene, that the, the world of dating apps, uh, it would, it would, it's just going to change everything. So, but all this started because you, one, you did your research, two, you're able to um, pitch your ideas to the right people and the right people who actually saw what this would be also believed in you and gave you the resources uh-huh. to be able to do what you need to accomplish. Now, what has been your greatest personal, actually, and business challenge in all of this? Mm. So I think my biggest personal challenge, I would say, is I struggle with the effects of PTSD, mm-hmm. and so... I have definitely struggled with those symptoms coming out, uh, trying to do the side hustle plus a full-time mm-hmm. student, you know, symptoms coming out, just being the CEO now. And so I think that mental wellness isn't talked about a lot, especially mm-hmm. in people that are seen as successful. Mm-hmm. And I want to try to change that narrative. And so I'm pretty yeah. open about, you know, I have PTSD and, you know, there are, it can sometimes manifest in ways that, you know, kind of get in the way a little bit of my, you know, entrepreneurship career. Um, you know, I sometimes am triggered by certain people like talking too loud or, you know, and I'm, I'm wondering to myself, how do I tell them they're talking too loud is triggering me, <laughs> you know, and I feel in that moment so isolated and different and bad, but I've worked really, really hard on being like, no, I am allowed to ask for what my needs are. And, 
Yeah, like he is really excited about this topic. So he's raised his voice. I can just kindly ask him <laughs> to, you know, lower it. I do lower the same it. thing quite often. So, um, <laughs> but that's just like a little baby example of, uh, you know, you know, somebody mm-hmm. with mental wellness or even a physical disability. That's your da- that's your daily life. You know, it's not yeah. that you only struggle with anxiety when you get home. You know, it's usually it's a twenty four seven thing, and so. Um, I'm pretty open about that because I think it's important for people with PTSD or any other mental wellness, um, you know, struggles that, you know, there are successful people that are also battling it and yeah. you can do it. It's, it's not something that's going to keep you from it. As long as you are doing your self-care and, you know, being mindful of what your needs are, like you can do anything you want regardless of what, you know, uh, you're diagnosed with. Wow. Thank you so much, Brittany. I mean, that, that blows me away. And thank you so much for, for sharing that. I know as, as much as you're comfortable talking about it, but I also know that it's always not easy. But a lot of CEOs out there, a lot of entrepreneurs out there, and a lot of business people out there do not really want the world to see the struggles. They don't want the mm-hmm. world to see that they don't have it all together. You know, yep, we all yep. portray this social media uh, life, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the world may not really know what we're dealing with, you know, internally or even what we're dealing with in our personal life. And you're right, having that mental awareness is really key because sometimes you hear of a CEO or, you know, a, a, a big multi-million-dollar company uh, founder and something happens, everyone is asking the same question. Well, what happened? How come no one saw this coming? Mm-hmm. It's because we live in a society where people have made it a taboo to tell someone that you're not perfect, to tell someone yeah. that you're going through hard times, you know, to mm-hmm. tell someone that you suffer from whatever that mental condition whatever. could be. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been through situations in my life where every day, I, I have to tell myself that, you know, this was my past, this is part of my journey. And you're right, there are those trigger moments when someone says something, someone does something, even seeing something mm-hmm. on TV <laughs> can mm-hmm. trigger it. And you have to catch yourself and really learn to live in a, in a, a life that not the whole world may even understand or know. Everyone just sees, you know, that persona that you put out there. And ladies, don't be afraid to show weakness. Don't be afraid to tell your story. The more you tell your weaknesses, the more you tell your personal story, and the more you show the world that, you know, no matter what level you are in your business, if you have a dollar in the bank or a million dollars in the bank, we all have weaknesses, and there's nothing wrong with showing it. As a matter of fact, if you cannot show your weaknesses to your audience or to your friends or to your family, then you need to start questioning these people. You need to start questioning the relationship. So, Brittany, that was really – I really appreciate you for sharing that, that personal challenge, even as a CEO. You know, this is something that no one could even possibly tell or imagine. And I know there are people out there um, that suffer from PTSD and other, um, you know, different mental, uh, you know, issues. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's all about how you take care of it and how much control you have over what – um, it is, you know, that will help you beat the challenge and help you continue to move on in your business. So uh, my next question is, is really, since you, you made a transition, you know, into, into in entrepreneurship, what myths uh, did you believe about entrepreneurship before you, you, you started? And, you know, how is it now? Hmm. 
Um, so I think one of the myths uh, I had, at least, was uh, I always hear these stories of typically white men getting an idea, dropping out of school, and pursuing it, and becoming <laughs> Facebook or Apple Facebook. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and so my, I, so my myth that I thought was that if I had an idea and if I was going to pursue this, I would have to quit my day job or school immediately and go for it. And mm-hmm. I am so grateful that that is a myth, and, and I didn't follow it. And yeah. uh, I finished my doctorate, and yeah. that last year <laughs> in my doctorate was hell because you know I woke up extra early to do breakfast meetings with investors, went to lab, did experiments, went to court classes, and you know 5 p.m. was back out doing investor dinners, you know, wow. and then working on my pitch deck till 1 a.m. and doing it again, and it was like that for at least 10 months, and it was oh. really rough and. I don't regret it. I am so freaking proud of myself <laughs> because, you know, because startups are so risky. I mean, yeah. I really, really hope Fairmore is the next Facebook. You know, I really hope that this is, you know, a unicorn, as they say. Uh, but I am also really grateful that if it doesn't work out, I have my doctorate, you know. And oh, I say like, oh, yeah, I tried this other startup thing, and that was really fun, and I'm trained in molecular human genetics. Please hire me. <laughs> you know, I have student debt to pay. <laughs> so, oh, um, yes. <laughs> and so I thought that, yeah, so one myth was you have to drop out of school to pursue your dream. And I say as long as you – if you're really passionate about it, you'll figure it out. Don't quit your day job yet. Um, uh, and I guess <laughs> – the second myth I thought of was um, that you needed an MBA to be an entrepreneur. Mm. And I've, like I said, I've literally never taken accounting. I've never taken law. I, n- I don't know any business stuff, negotiations or whatever. I just listen to audiobooks in the car. I just mm. read books in the evening. I go to networking events and I meet someone who's an accounting guru and I think, hey, can we be friends? Can we get lunch once a week? And I talk to you about what my financial, you know, cap table looks like. And they're like, yeah, I love talking about it. I'm an expert in it. Great, because I'm not, you know. And so here I am. Uh, I say sometimes jokingly at work, like, oh, my geneticist is showing, you know, like I really am just a scientist who's trying to make a business happen, you know, and mm-hmm. most days I do relatively well. And some days, you know, somebody's like, uh, that's not a, even a thing. And I'm like, oh, oops, my scientist is showing like, I, okay, like next idea. So, uh, yeah, you don't need an MBA to start your business. As long as you are willing to um, ask for help and like seek resources, then that's, that's it. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you are so right, uh, because I also fell into the whole MBA thing. And, uh, for me, I actually spent that student loan and went and got an MBA. And then I realized that I really didn't need this. So congratulations, Nancy. You just added more debt to, your, to, to what you had before. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> um, but you're absolutely right. You have to find a way to make it work. You know, Facebook is a great story and is a great, um, inspiration for all of us, but it doesn't just happen to everyone. If you quit school or if you quit your day job to pursue something that you love, guess what? The, the bills are going to keep coming and, mm-hmm. and everything else that needs your attention will keep uh, coming and you're going to find yourself in a place where you're frustrated as, a, as an entrepreneur because things didn't work out the way you planned it. And so you, you have to do the work. 
is all part of the process. Being an entrepreneur is a, is a journey, and you have to learn to enjoy the process. You have to learn to embrace the process and really just do the work. If, if, if you have to lose sleep, then by all means, please lose some sleep but because you know that it will pay off at the end yeah. if you don't give up. It will pay off. And, Brittany, your story is such a great one uh, for everyone listening that, you know, you don't even have to have that business background. You just have to do the right things. You know, do your research. Read, read, read. I said this in my last uh, podcast. You need to read books, go to networking events. You need to, you know, watch YouTube, whatever you have to do to get your hands on information that you need. Make it work. And one day it will pay off rather than trying to take the easy way out and convincing yourself that, well, you know what, I have this great idea, and if I stop everything that I'm, do- I'm doing, I'm going to blow up and become big. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so, yep. but <laughs> Brittany, tell us more about uh, about Fairmore. What What is it? How can people get their hands on it? And exactly, you know, how, how what kind of dating app is it? Fairmore is a dating app that is using big data to increase the efficiency of dating. So, there's all these dating apps that are for swiping. Mm-hmm. I think those are more for superficial, you know, instant gratification. And then you have Match Me Harmony, which is essentially like, I want to get married this year, you know. Uh, and then there's nothing in the middle for the data-driven young professional mm. who is too busy to go on three bad first dates a week, uh, too busy to look through, you know, 700 profiles that like them this week. You know, and so what Fairmore is doing is we help uh, singles figure out more strategically who they should be going on first dates with. So the way that we do that is we actually can quantify compatibility. So mm. instead of wasting your time on a first date to realize there's no spark there, there's actually science behind uh, love at first sight. It has to do with your pheromones, of which can be predicted via your DNA. And so mm-hmm. what Fairmore does is you can get on the app for free, download it, create a profile. You can immediately start matching with local singles, but you'll be missing out on this one score called your physical chemistry score. Mm-hmm. If you want to know if you, how likely you are to have physical chemistry with someone, you can buy our genetic kit. So it just comes in the mail, and it's a cheek swab. So we say, you know, hashtag swab, don't swipe. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, so you swab your cheek, you mail it back to us. Uh, we sequence the 11 genes for attraction. That's the only thing we sequence. We don't look at your, you know, ancestry. We don't look at any disease statuses. We don't look at anything else except for those 11 genes for attraction. And then we put that into our uh, patented algorithm to quantify how likely you are to have a spark with them. But, you know, physical chemistry isn't everything. You need social alignment, too, with your interests, your values. So what we do is we data mine your social media accounts with your permission and then we can also quantify how likely it is that you would get along with that person. So if you have a lot in common, you have shared values. And so all of this goes into, you know, these scores of compatibility, of which is really influencing people's dating lives currently in Houston. Because what's happening is that people are matching with profiles that on another app they may have passed by. Because they, mm-hmm. you know, didn't think they would like that person. But we're like, hey, the data shows that y'all are going to have a lot of chemistry. You have a ton in common. We say go for it. And then, you know, profiles that people may have been like, oh, this guy's perfect. You know, we're saying, ah, 
I'm here with some friends, so that's about it. Walk away. Yeah, and so what we're noticing is that people are are more strategically dating because uh, the people on our apps are serious about finding a relationship. So that's what Paramore is. Uh, I love it. I love it. I think I, I, I need to tell, honestly, um, everyone. And so I guess my, my silly question here will be, if you already dating somebody, can the two of you join the app and, and pay for your kit and see if you're really a match? So, so often we're asked that, that we're actually building a couple's <laughs> website. So a separate really? website specifically for couples <laughs> to buy the kits that's, because right now, um, our algorithm, it's not like a one-to-one. So some mm-hmm. people think, oh, you know, I signed up for Fairmore and they're going to email me my soulmate. That, that's not exactly what we're doing. Like, <laughs> it's still autonomous for the user to figure out who they want to go on dates with. We're mm-hmm. just helping navigate them. But yeah. as far as couples go, yeah, we're actually going to be launching a couples website probably because we're all asked that so often. <laughs> Okay. Okay, great. So it's not really a silly question then. There's so many people that want to know, nope. hey, should I go down yeah. the aisle with this person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the dating app. Ladies, please, please download the Fermo app. You know, pay for it's it's, it's so inexpensive. Pay that nineteen ninety nine, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to get your DNA kit and, and please get out there. You know, even as you're building your business hey, you want to build it with someone in your life. This is not an island. You know, being an entrepreneur is not an island. So I, I love this app, and I love the whole idea of it. Um, and so please, you know, get on it, download the app, and, and read about it, and get your kit going. So hopefully you can meet the right person that can help you on this lonely, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes lonely yeah. journey of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh huh. And you know that you're supporting a, a local female entrepreneur. And you know what a yeah. great icebreaker on the first date. You can say, "Hey, I heard a podcast, and I heard the founder <laughs> of this company talk." <laughs> and this is how we met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Tell us. Um, and I know this is dear to your heart. So let's talk about that. Um, tell us me more about the, the the Cooper's Crossroad and what you do with that organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Cooper's Crossroad is an organization that's trying to raise awareness um, around the effects of trauma and treatments for trauma. So mm-hmm. specifically childhood trauma. I, you know, I, I shared earlier that I've, I, you know, struggle with PTSD and mm-hmm. for so long thought I was unique in that experience and yes. felt very isolated and different. And, you know, weaker for it. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't understand how I couldn't just get over something. Why was I, you know, 10 years after the incident still thinking about it? And so I realized that there was a real lack of awareness for the effects that trauma has because the voice in my head said, you know, this isn't that big of a deal. Why can't you just get over it? And so obviously I didn't even understand you know, no, 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 this is like a biological change that occurred in your brain, and that's why mm-hmm. we're, you know, replaying this incident, right? It's not mm-hmm. the weakness, it's quite literally biology. So awareness about that, and but then also like, okay, even if I accept that this is a biological change that occurred in my brain, how do I stop it? Like, what <laughs> what do I do to get help? Um, yeah. And because uh, I was going to counseling for a long time, and, and that's mm-hmm. really, really important. That's like the tip of the iceberg. But I've later found out that 
There's things like acupuncture that can help and yoga and art therapy and equine therapy. And there was just actually so many options that I just had no idea. And so Cooper's Crossroad is mostly um, trying to train people that are community leaders around the nation to Mm -hmm. know about the effects of trauma, know about treatment options so that they can go back to their communities and also spread literature and awareness about it. Wow, that is, I really love that, that what the organization stands for. And you're absolutely right. I think a lot of times when we go through traumatic experiences in life, especially as a child, you know, sometimes we tend to tuck it away as if it's just going to mm-hmm. go away. And then you you find out that you're 20 years old, 25 years old, 30 years old, and you're exhibiting mm-hmm. behaviors that you have no idea where these behaviors are coming from. And, you know, with a, a, an organization like this, it will help you identify why am I acting this way? Did you ever solve uh, and, and, and deal with that traumatic experience that you went through? You know, and it, it really helped explain. I know, you know, personally, I, I'm from a culture where when something bad happens to you as a child, one, they blame you, you know, the, mm-hmm. you, 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 you become the victim. Uh, well, you know, the other person becomes a victim, and because you're a child, one, is your fault. Two, you're told, do not tell anybody because you're going to embarrass mm-hmm. the family, <laughs> yep. you know, yep. and three, yep. and, and no one wants to deal with it because, one, they tell you to shut up and don't talk about it. This never happened. Get over it. You know, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody goes through hard times, and then you you live your life with this, you know, sin in your life that happened that no one ever took the time to deal with and no one ever took the time to explain why it happened and even to help you move from one step to another, you know, and so you're, you're, you're making decisions in life and you're making, uh, you know, different choices in life and based on a traumatic experience that happened. And sometimes yeah. you honestly have no idea that the decisions that you're currently making are as a direct result of that trauma that happened in your early childhood that no one cared enough to deal with. So I really, really um, appreciate what you and Cooper's Crossroads are doing because there are so many adults out there that there is still that little girl stuck in them that whose yeah, voice has never definitely. been heard, you know, and that little boy stuck in them whose voice has mm-hmm. never been heard. So this is, I mean, I, I, this is also something that's so um, dear to my heart as well because, you know, I was that child that was told to keep quiet, you know, this never happened, you know, so do not tell anybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but. Well, you know, I'm very interested. One day there must there's going to be a study that shows um, the percentage of founders of companies mm-hmm. that have PTSD because yeah. I swear I <laughs> am you know P, starting a company it's like I'm in uh, trauma response all the time right I'm literally mm-hmm. a firefighter yeah. I put out yeah. fires on a daily basis for my job <laughs> that is what I do my job is not predictable it is up in the air it's high risk. It's high reward. Like there's all of this like high adrenaline moments. So there's like these moments where I pause and I'm like, hey, did I pick this because you know like chaos feels familiar? Maybe, but I'm good at it. So let's keep going. Yes. So uh, I uh, I heard a study that showed um uh you know st- statistically significant number of founders uh, were dyslexic as children, and so mm. they think that there's something behind you know changing the way you think to get out of your dyslexia, um, you know, also inducing, you know, uh, an entrepreneurial spirit. So I wonder one day maybe there's going to be a study that shows um, the, you know, 
trauma, you know, effects can sometimes lead to high-risk entrepreneurial endeavors. And then we can make a silver lining out of all of it. <laughs> no, you know, that would be such a great um, study because you're right. I mean, this is really something that uh, no one talks about. You know, we all yeah. just look at the glamour of being a CEO, the glamour of, mm-hmm. of, of, you know, being on TV or being on top of the world in, in as a founding, as a business founder, and no one really talks about, you know, some of the things that people deal with. So, hey, I would love to be part of that study whenever it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I really, really am enjoying this conversation, but um, I know our time is limited. So, Brittany, please, if you have just one advice that you could give these ladies, either, you know, trying to start a business, you know, deciding what to do or how to quit their day job or how to explain it. If you just had one advice that you've learned as an entrepreneur, what would that advice be? Uh, my advice to the ladies listening is to not be sorry and don't undervalue yourself. I hear way too many pitches from women where, you know, they mess up on the clicker and they say they're sorry. And every single slide, they have something to be sorry about. Stop yeah. being sorry and stand for what you know you're the world's expert in and know your value. I tell people I'm going to raise uh, the next round of funding based on, you know, this evaluation. And they're like, you think your company's worth that much? I'm like, hell yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, sounds good, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, don't undervalue yourself and don't say sorry. I love it. Do not say sorry. And it, sometimes it becomes something so normal. If someone bumps into you and you're the one that says sorry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, I've that learned that so many times. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's like, wait a minute, why don't I just say, uh, uh, and, 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 and for women, we, we just become so accustomed to say, saying sorry for everything and yeah, without, everything. yeah. So every email with I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every, uh, every, yeah, <laughs> ladies, every time you write an email now, ask, see, try to notice how often you start it with I'm sorry. I, yes. I started doing it and I could not believe it was a majority. I started emails with I'm sorry. Wow. So delete that and just go right into business. <laughs> go right into business. Learn to kick yeah. down some doors and, and really mm-hmm. do not undervalue yourself like Brittany says because when you continue to undervalue your vision and undervalue who you truly are, that is when you live life apologizing for things that you did not do. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. instead of people apologizing to you, you're constantly saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And by saying that, honestly, some people can look at you and, and feel that you're weak and they'll begin to treat you like, you, oh, you, you know, you're not good enough. You're just a weak person, you know. Even oh, if it's that is so true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, that is so true. I love it. Oh, Brittany, mm-hmm. thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, the name of the app is called Fairmore, and please download it. Is it on iTunes and on Android as well? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. iOS and Google Play. <laughs> It's Faramore with a P-H-E-R-A-M-O-R, like Faramore's in love. Mm-hmm, Faramore.com. So please, you know, go on there, download the app, get your kit. But, uh, Brittany, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope thank this you is not for the, having me. But, yes, I hope this is not the last time you'll be a guest on the podcast. I really, really enjoyed this. And I want to know more what happens once this thing goes, you know, regional. <laughs> for sure, yes, definitely. Yes. So many happy people with, with the right dating app this time around. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Brittany, thank you so much. And I want to thank the audience for listening in. As always, please go on there and leave a review. Uh, share the, the podcast with your friends and families. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. So, Brittany, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And you guys have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a raving review, subscribe, share, and send me your questions. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at www.triumphantwoman.org. Join your host, Nancy Mensa, and a surprise guest every week for another episode from the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur.